0: Here they are, the Chris Kids, brought to you by the makers of Alka-Seltzer and One-A-Day Brand Vitamins. Coming to you today from Denver, Colorado. <laughs> yes, sir, the Chris Kids are in Denver at the invitation of the Denver Committee of the American Aid to France. They are here to help the school children of Denver raise money for a health center for their one year neighbors, the destitute children of the city of Brest, France. They also appeared before fifteen hundred delegates at the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization banquet Thursday night. But while working for a good cause, the kids have had an exciting time too, because it's the first time any of them has ever been in Colorado. And having more fun than any of them is that wild westerner from Crawfordville, Indiana, our chief quicker himself, Joe Keller. Thank Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, the kids and I certainly have had a fine time here in Denver, except to see the Garden of God, a hike up Cheyenne Mountain above the clouds, a peak at Pike Peak, and a visit to the Will Rogers Memorial. You know, we've been here since Wednesday when we launched the National Campaign of the American Aid of France, And I'll say, kids, let's climax our visit with a good program right now. First, roll call. Mark... I'm um, uh, Mark Hyland, six
1: years old, and I'm in the first group, the other two, the this group, Chicago. Huh? I'm um, Dr. Hyland, I'm 10 years old because I just had a birthday Wednesday. Oh, I'm in sixth grade at the Brooklyn Barn School.
0: Well, good for you. And, uh, Joe? And
1: Joe's happening. I'm Joe Huffman, and I'm running his all today off the St. Brooks, St. Carl Another birthday? Well, yes, what do you know about that? Uh, Naomi? I'm Naomi Crooks. I, I, was, um, uh, I was 9 years old at 4, 15, and I'm in the fourth grade at the girl Cleveland School in Chicago. Well,
0: another birthday! My goodness! Is that mountain time, Naomi? <laughs> no, it's Chicago time! Oh, Chicago time! <laughs> well, what do you know about that? You, Joel, and Pat. So, you know, that gives me an idea. I, uh, I won't let you in on it, because that's before we go off the air. But it's a surprise, and I hope you'll enjoy it. And now, there's one more member of our class today, a fine representative of Denver School Children, selected by our Kids Kids staff from candidates nominated by every school in Denver, Paul.
1: My name is Paul Hannon. I'm 11 and a half years old, and I'm in sixth grade at the Park Hill School, Denver, Colorado. Yeah! yeah.
0: Paul, we're mighty happy to have you with us. Now then, let's get on the bathpack. Got a lot of questions here. You know, Denver, among other things, is famous as the Mile High City. Mrs. Josephine E. Gray of Bangor, Maine, wants two children to imagine that right in the center of town, you dug a hole all the way down to sea level and then fell in. Of course, the elevation varies so let's just imagine that where you dug, the elevation was 5,184 feet. How long would it take you to hit bottom? Go. Well, uh, square root of 51,
1: 84 is 72. So therefore, uh, 72, 4 into 72 is 18, so it takes you 18 seconds.
0: 18 seconds is absolutely right. Good boy, Goal. That was uh, a quick, that would be a quick fall, and that was quick figuring, if uh, I know what I'm talking about, and I think I do. Well, mm-hmm. that question earned a Zenith portable radio for Mrs. Gray of Bangor, Maine. You know, for each question you hear on the show, alka Celsa gives away one of, these, uh, one of those van those trans-oceanic Zenith portables the kind of plays on planes, planes, or what have you. And folks, that isn't all. If the Chris Kid missed a question, instead of the portable, you get a gorgeous big console model, a Venus radio phone that combination worth 250 smack Yes, roo Yes. <laughs> that big job has FM bands, automatic record changer, the whole work. So why don't you send a question to Chris Kid, Chicago and see if you can win one of these fine radios. You know, kids, last week on Mother's Day, we considered what kind of mothers various birds would make, and you children decided to keep your own mothers. <laughs> With the fishing season opening out here May 25th, Philip Hiling of Denver wonders what you'd think of a rainbow trout for a mother. Mark? Well, I'm not sure it's the
1: rainbow trout, but the trout, the mother its eggs, and the baby is called uh, fly and she can well near a a bird and she can check it, she'll eat it.
0: Oh, uh huh, I see. Well, uh that uh would be so nice, would it, Mark? No, I'm not a No. So by the way, Mark, uh, tell me, son, how do you feel about fishing? Do you ever feel sorry for the fish? Kinda sometimes. Kinda. kinda, huh? I see. Well, I just want to know how you uh felt about that. I uh, knew you kids were anxious to uh, see an Indian when we came out uh, last year, so you're going to see an Indian. Now we have backstage a real Cherokee Indian warrior in war paint and full regalia, and his name is Mr. Walking Stick, and he's going to help us with uh, this next big question. Folks, I want you to meet Mr. Walking Stick. This uh, is oh, I see. Uh, you're talking uh, in the uh, cherry. Uh, oh well, uh Wichita, Omaha, Subites, and hello to you too, uh. Uggs. <laughs> At the, at the request of Alice Sawyer of San Diego, California, Mr. Walkingstick is going to impersonate some famous Indian warriors of American history. Now, see whether you, quiz uh, capuches, can identify them. All right, Mr. Stick. Me fight white man, little big horse, crazy horse, him fight too. Me cross border, Canada, come back, get arrested. All right, uh, Naomi. About the sitting bull. Kidding bull, that's absolutely right. That's correct. <laughs> now here's the next one. My brother, prophet, him say, want all Indians to fight white man. We go Wabash River. My brothers say, come on, to Governor Harrison. White man win battle. Joel? Tecumseh. The that's correct, Joel. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Watkins. Just, uh, oh, by the way, is there any question you'd like to ask the children before you leave? Yes, so, I'd like to ask them what they think of their ancestors for taking this country away from the Indians. All right, children. now there's a little discussion. Question, uh, uh, Naomi.
1: Well, I don't think it was right, but, uh, they should have given the Indians, a uh, right, uh, to have their own land and not take it away from them without paying them.
0: Well, um, let's see, uh, tariff.
1: Well, uh, some of the white men were, uh, were very cruel cool to the Indians, and, uh, they took the land away the way by force, and without any reason at all except just to get gold and other minerals. But, uh, the Indians, some Indians were also very poor. Cool, uh-huh. But, uh, I think it is only sitting on top of it, they have re- reservations now.
0: Uh-huh, yes, you have to have reservations there, yeah. Um, Mark?
1: Um, I do not think it was good, because the white man had his own home, and he didn't have to take more prices, though, because he was to
0: pay for it. Yeah. Yes. That's remark, mark, huh, Pa? He wouldn't be on the cruise,
1: kid, if the white man hadn't um, taken the land from the Indians, which is a special question, though. That's right, Paul. That's right. And Joel? Well, uh, on my mind, the white man's the big boy, and, in, uh, Indians, uh,
0: is a uh, little guy who fights his guns to keep what belongs to him. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Mr. well, uh, what, what do you think of those answers? Oh, personally, I'm glad the white man did come. The Indians were not exterminated. There are more Indians now than there ever were then. And I, for one, like electricity and a real house better than a campfire and a wigwam. <laughs> 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 Well, I should uh, tell you Chris just a little more about Mr. Walkenstitch. He's the only Indian we could find in Denver. He, uh, he has a bachelor's degree from George Washington University. He's now working on his master's degree in social work at the University of Denver. And you know what? We had to rent his costume, and the reason I called him a warrior is because he's an FBI. He's a fine young man, and certainly is. He's doing a lot for his people in improving their educational facilities. I think we ought to have a big round of applause for the real Mr. Lawton system. <laughs> and our children, take a short rest while Star Yellen talks to your parents and teachers. Well, I'm sure that you parents and teachers will agree with a child psychologist that every child needs a strong sense of security to protect his mental health, which is, of course, a big factor in his physical health. And you'll agree, I think, that a child's greatest security comes from parents and teachers who remain steadfastly patient and calm and understanding. Now, in that difficult job of yours, I believe sincerely that every now and then, Alka-Seltzer can lend you a helping hand. On those hectic days when everything goes wrong and a headache or an upset stomach comes along, it's naturally harder for you to remain calm and patient with high-spirited children. So, take a minute out, relax, and let Alka-Seltzer help you get released from those annoying complaints that are nagging at your temper. Yes, drink down a glass full of sparkling, refreshing Alka-Seltzer and see how quickly it helps you feel better. You can buy your Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore in either the 30 or 60 cent shop. Mm-hmm. You teachers will find it's a smart idea to buy not one, but two packages. Keep one in your desk at school and the other one at home. An extra package on the side keeps you always well supplied. Thank you, Star. You know, uh, we usually refer to explorers by just their last names, uh, such as Gisoda and uh, LaSalle. But now, uh, Maxine Lewis of Colorado Springs wants to know how you children would refer to a geographical place if it were known by the full name of the explorer who discovered it. For example, uh, Lake Champlain would be Lake what? At? Then they do That's right. That's the idea. Now then try this one. How would you refer to Pike's Peak? Paul? Studying the family Pike's Peak. That's right, Paul. Good boy. And his all right. You know, all of us could immediately name our grandfathers, but most, uh, most of us would have to think a bit to name a great, great uh, grandfather. Well, that's what Emily Hendricks of Indianapolis, Indiana, wants us to do, not about their own family, but biblical families. Now, if you were King Asa, who would your great-great-grandfather be on your father's, father's, father's side? Now, there's one to untangle. If you were King Asa, who would your great-great-grandfather be on your father's, 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 father's side? So David. David is right. Absolutely. That's right. I didn't think you kids were going to get that one. Our Mrs. Mary Moore, who lives way back east in New York City, wonders how certain words are pronounced in Colorado. According to Westerners, what is the proper pronunciation of C-O-Y-O-T-E? Paul? Coyote. Coyote, that is ryote. Uh, uh, I mean ryote. Right, yeah. Uh, here's the but. T-H-A-T-S. Naomi? chop. What did you say, honey? Chop. You say chap. Uh, Paul? Chaps. chop. That's right. That's correct. So many people do refer to them as uh, Chaps, but at uh, first they are pronounced uh, chap. And the next one is R-O-D-E-O. Right, your R-O-D-E-O. Oh, rodeo. Rodeo, that's right. Rodeo, sir. <laughs> And of course, uh, you notice uh, I said Colorado instead of Colorado or Colorado because I was told here to say that, uh, say it that way, or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's Colorado is me. Yes, Charlie. <laughs> with, uh, with the UNESCO meeting here, we are thinking today about children in other parts of the world. The Reverend W. Uh, Werning of Lockwood, Mi- uh, Missouri, Missouri says that some of our favorite characters in children's literature aren't Americans at all, but are from other countries. Now, if you could meet these characters, how would you greet them in their native tongue? Pinocchio is the first one. How would you greet Pinocchio, Joel? Well, I
1: don't know
0: how to greet him, but he's Italian. He's Italian, so uh, how about it, Naomi?
1: Well, I don't know
0: how to greet him, but I can say goodbye to him. All right, I'll accept the goodbye. Adieu. That's right, that's very good. You could say, uh, from a star. That was his greeting when he first met him, uh-huh. And how about Jack of Jack and the Beanstalk? How would you greet him? Jack. Of Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh... Oh, huh? yeah, well, uh, I wasn't an anyone. Yes? Well, then you just say hello to you. That's what you say. Yeah. Say hello, Jeff. How are you? Hmm. How about push boots How'd you beat push boots boot, Paul?
1: Isn't he an English character Bill?
0: No. No. Naomi.
1: I'd say me <laughs> <laughs>
0: can't talk. I imagine he'd understand that too, but we would like to find out what you really would say during this. Uh, go. Well,
1: I think he's French. I don't know what French, That's the French. is.
0: right. Yeah, he was French. So? Yeah. Naomi?
1: Just leave once to play the Beverly Hills. Oh,
0: dear, dear. We really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That was, that was real cute. You know, this part of the country is new and modern now, but Harold L. Edwards, the second on Michigan, wonders whether you can recall in song the pioneer days. How about it? Can you think of any songs about the old pioneer days in the West? Paul? I come from Louisiana with a banjo on my knee. Well, fine, Paul. It's all right. And still, yeah, you was so real, like, you just hear that old banjo just a-plunking away there. Um, Paul? Well, yeah, there's a song called Springtime in in the Rockies. Well, of that's not a real <laughs> old song, is it? Uh, oh, an old song. Well.
1: Yeah.
0: Well. Uh, how does that go, by the way? <laughs> when it's
1: springtime in
0: Milwaukee, I'll be coming back to you. I don't know. No, I'm I think you've got the. I think you've got the wrong. Uh, when it's roundup time, and say we we're getting another stadium here now, past. That's when it's roundup time. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see, I see.
1: <laughs>
0: well, that's all right. Chess is in the grand state, too. Joe. I'm
1: telling there were cowboys and everything. Joel, I know it's how from the old
0: years And I learned to ride before I learned to stand Never had i heard of it. That's all right, Joe. <laughs> that's fine. Right, that's, that's Marcia, What's the, what song do you got? I don't
1: know the middle of the road But the middle of the road I'll keep that seat to cross the right Missouri
0: with a husband, <laughs> oh, I. Oh, we bunched them sight. That's a dandy, Paul. I'm
1: not sure whether this is pioneer, but. Oh my poor little
0: girl, they have taken you away. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure myself, Paul, mm-hmm. but we're a captain, mm-hmm. yes, sir. We give the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt, Joe. Well, in those days, there was nothing. And she's your best so oh, all
1: in a cavern in a canyon. Excavating mm-hmm. to a mind is the minor so oh, and uh, now, yeah, the shortage with the starry sun and pine. Oh, now boys all out of
0: there. And now the two kids catch their breath and we hear again from Star Yellow. You know, every minute of every day, somebody walks into a drugstore somewhere in the USA and says, a package of Alka-Seltzer, please. Well, next time, say instead, two packages of Alka-Seltzer, please. Buy the extra package so you have Alka-Seltzer with you at home or away. Alka-Seltzer offers you extra benefits, extra fast relief, because it's all dissolved and ready to go to work the instant you drink it. That its comfort reaches the trouble zone faster than some similar pain relievers taken in tablet form. Alka-Seltzer is extra effective because it contains a dependable analgesic to relieve pain. Plus, an effective alkalizer to help the discomfort of an overacid upset stomach. Alka-Seltzer is extra present because it makes a sparkling effervescent solution refreshing to the taste. Alka-Seltzer offers you extra value because it is one product that's good for so many common ailments. Get an extra package of Alka-Seltzer the next time you're in the drugstore. It comes in two sizes, 30 and 60 cents. Keep one package at home and the other at work or tuck it in your car, your suitcase, when you travel to summer. Whenever you need its comfort, have Alka-Seltzer handy. That extra package is just like a chair. When one of them's empty, the other is right there. You know, folks, since we're here in the interest of helping France, we've invited the National Chairman of American Aid to France to help us with this question. And here she is, Madame de Madame DeVay will give you children some clues on the identity of three French women. See whether you can identify them. All right, Madame. Diamond Nestle, Kate, Tully. Naomi? Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette, that's right. And let's have the next one, Madame. Fixed blend, radioactivity, 1898. Pauline? Well, mm-hmm. Madame Curie? That's right, Madame Curie. And uh, here is the letter. Now, the clue to this French lady is a quotation. I shall read it in French. Nous avons bien reçu votre colis de Layette from Jean-Pierre. Merci de tout cœur. Cela lui est seulement utile. Mayor Well, I said something about
1: Layette and Jean-Pierre. And that sounds like a letter that was sent to our
0: mother from my cousin's in France. That's right, honey. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, the cute little cousin in France, Naomi, has been very interested in this project. And uh, thank you, Madame Gervais, for helping us. And, of course, uh, you win one of those Venus uh, portable radios for your question, you know. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. And would you mind sending that uh, radio to the Denver School Children's New Center in Brest, huh. Well, that's exactly what we'll do. Thank you very much. So uh, here's you, uh, Naomi, what, uh, could you translate, uh, what we just heard in... Well, sense?
1: uh, it was something that, uh, I think it, uh, was, uh, the project you, uh, the layout you sent, uh, for a little round here, uh, was, was very useful. I know it said useful. And, yeah. um, uh, thank you very much. That's
0: that. very fine, Naomi. That's very fine. Ah. All right. Now, uh, this question. Uh, it's from Mrs. Estelle P. Lauder of Greenville, South Carolina. It's an easy one, something you all know about. Cooking utensils. What cooking utensil would you find on a baseball diamond? Wow.
1: A plate.
0: A plate? You certainly would. And uh that's the idea. Joe? A platter. A what? Well, they call it on
1: the platter. Also, awesome. platter.
0: The platter. You mean the base? Is that yeah, the set
1: of the whole field.
0: Oh, I see. Well, uh, that's, uh, all right, uh, Naomi. Well, uh, this isn't a cooking utensil, but the batter. Well, that's... that's one I hadn't thought of. Now, how do you like that? First, course, you have to put that in the cooking utensil, Naomi, again. Picture! Picture! That's a good one. That's a dandy. Now, what cooking utensil would you find on a football field? Paul? A grid? Well, uh, what kind of a grid? A good iron, that's right. What else would you find on a football field? Uh, Mark?
1: Well, these things are cooking your food, folks. If you'd find the steak.
0: You'd find the steak? Yes. Yes, you would.
1: So you would. Yeah. Here's what I hadn't thought of, Paul. A scoreboard. You can get the board from breadboard
0: breadboard now how do you like that well that's fine what cooking utensil would you find on a golf course Naomi well this isn't exactly a
1: cooking utensil but you'd find a key
0: a key well that's all right that keeps me (laughs) good Uh um uh go well maybe if you
1: were having uh cooking uh for breakfast a birdie
0: having breakfast breakfast a birdie Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's likely getting a lot of food here instead of cutting question but that's all right. Uh, go. I'm all I'm Yeah, that's all right. And, uh, there's something else that plays a very important part in, uh, the game of golf that, uh, you find on the kitchen table, that's just at the table, and it's, uh, on what, uh, what uh, would what, that be? What is that in the game of golf? You know, you almost get a hold of one, and, uh, the ball, like uh Joe? Ah, uh, no, no. <laughs> Naomi?
1: Well, I wasn't a can not Cancer, but maybe if you had a green COVID
0: on the curb Well, I was thinking about uh, uh, the cup. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you'd think about that, too, after I told you about it. Not only you, have two close kids with birthdays today, The only and Joe and you, Pat, who had a birthday the day we arrived here, I told you earlier I had an idea. And here it is. Right after the broadcast, we'll all go back to the Cosmopolitan Hotel and have a real old-fashioned birthday party with cake and everything. with well, you included, Paul Hannon. and right now, I'm going to ask this whole crowd to sing happy birthday to you. How would you like that, all of these people wishing you a happy birthday? Tell you, folks, when we get to that part where the name comes, you know, uh, uh, to Bernie, birthday, dear so-and-so, well, we'll just have to put our, in all three names and do it in this order. Naomi? Pat and Joe, like this, you know. Happy birthday, dear Naomi. (laughs) Pat and Joe. Here we go, right from the beginning now. Happy. And again, I want to thank you, Paul Hannon, for being our guest first here today, and also the entire city of Denver for its wonderful hospitality. You know, it's nice to know that the city of Denver hasn't forgotten that during the war, the underground in Brest, France, rescued 19 of Denver's flyers shot down behind German lines. Now that the city of Brest is prostrated, its former population of 175,000 reduced to 72,000 with almost every house partially or entirely ruined, with the infant mortality rate astronomically high because of the scarcity of heat, milk, and medical science, or medical service, rather, it's so nice to know that Denver school children remember and are helping their friends and bread. And beyond the relief of suffering, it's easy to see significance in this step toward international understanding and people-to-people friendliness. This is Joke Kelly dismissing the pictures until the same time next week when we'll be back and I pass in our him to Chicago. <laughs> so Goodbye, kids.
1: Oh, Aunt Mandy, is dinner ready? Yes, ma'am, it sure is, and i got breaded beer, cutlets, lima beans, potatoes, hot biscuits, and apple pie. Ain't that scripture? Oh, yes, but put the one-a-day vitamin bottle on the table.
0: Yes, too often meals that we like to eat are short on vitamins. Lack of vitamins in your food can cause you to feel nervous, irritable, and under par. But here's how you can be sure of your vitamins. Take one, one one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. Lack of vitamins can make you tired and dragged out. Take one, one one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. At your drugstore, look for the figure one on the blue package. Take one, one one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. Listen to the Craze Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is Andy C., the National Broadcasting Company.